0: Good morning. My name is Barbara Zeller. I'm an elder and Stephen minister, and I serve as a shepherding deacon in this congregation. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us bow our heads as we prepare for worship. As Jesus offered up prayers and supplications to you, O God, we cry out to you today. You know our losses and our fears. You understand our suffering and pain. We wish to see Jesus, to know the healing touch felt by so many. We want to hear a reassuring voice. We long to see a new day when evil is overcome and wrong cannot prevail. Lift us up. Draw us to yourself as we worship in this hour. Enjoy us for our daily living as we seek to be true to your covenant with us, amen. Now as we worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit, our ears listen to his word and our voices be raised in praise to the glory of God.
1: please stand for the call to worship. (laughs) Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the land, serve the Lord with gladness, come into his presence with singing, know that the Lord is God, it is he that made us, and we are his, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness To all generations, let us worship God.
2: God is ever more ready to hear than we are to pray. God is also always ready, loving us, and willing to forgive us if we confess our sin. Knowing all that love and grace of God, let us pray our confession together. Have mercy on us, O God, according to your steadfast love. Wash us thoroughly from our iniquity and cleanse us from our sin. We know more of our own transgression than we have been willing to admit, even to ourselves. We cannot escape from the sin that clings so closely by our actions and our neglect. We have done what is evil in your sight. May your judgment help us to face the truth about ourselves, then wash away the stain of our iniquity Create in us a clean heart and renew our spirits. We are ready for a new life. In Jesus' name, amen. God has heard our prayers, and God has cleansed us from all our iniquities and our sin and made us anew. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. As God's new creations, let us affirm our faith together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now let us greet one another in Christ's name.
1: Good morning. good morning. Welcome to this great day in the life of our church. Today is Confirmation Sunday and we are delighted that we will in a moment have before you the confirmands of 2015 who will be joining the church and professing their faith in Jesus Christ. So it's always a big day when that moment happens in our life. We welcome you especially if you're visiting with us today. We are grateful for your presence with us and we would love to learn about your presence by your filling out the friendship pad, which is in the pew. And we would uh, love for that to be a vacation for you to note other folks who are sitting near you and for them to notice you and uh, for you to have a chance to perhaps enjoy some conversation after our service today. We are approaching uh, the end of the Lenten season. It's hard to believe that we will be uh, next week, beginning Holy Week, not this week, but next week. So uh, keep that in your mind and in your prayers. We have information in your bulletin about our Holy Week services. And so we uh, would love for you to join us as we take our journey through that very important time in the church's life as we follow Jesus to the cross and to the empty tomb. We also want to call to your attention that uh, we have our big Easter egg hunt this Saturday, not to be a missed event Whether you're young or old, uh, the place is crawling with children looking for eggs and adults pushing them to the side and trying to get them, (laughs) no, but. um, (laughs) So we uh, would love to have you come and enjoy that uh, great way for us to begin as we uh, look forward to Palm Sunday being next Sunday. A Couple of other things to call to your attention. Uh, We have a concert coming up in a couple of weeks or actually next week. uh, That will be the Tale of Two Pianos that's on Palm Sunday afternoon. Uh, here in the sanctuary, and we would love for you to join us. Uh, tickets are $10. You can buy those underneath the tree or in the church office, and uh, we will look forward to Jonathan and Genevieve playing for us, and it will be an event you won't want to miss. So come and join us for that. Also, beginning today, we will be hosting our Family Promise families. And so you can keep that in your hearts and prayers as we welcome these families onto our campus, folks who don't have a home, and we'll be using Church of the Palms for this next week as their home and receiving the hospitality of those of you who have volunteered and those of you who have been helpful for us to get supplies so that they can uh, find this to be a place of great welcome. And then lastly, we want to call to your attention the passing of Bob Kramer, a member of our church uh, who passed away this week and his service will become, will be this Saturday at 1.30 uh, in the chapel. So please come and join that family as they mourn his departure and celebrate his life. As I mentioned, this is uh, Confirmation Sunday and uh, it's from the beginning of the year our family uh, confirmants have been going through the process along with uh, many, many volunteers and mentors who have been walking alongside of them to a point of discovering what their faith is all about, what our faith is all about, that which we are handing off to them to discover what their own relationship is with Jesus Christ and what does it mean for them to follow him. And so they have gone through that process, including a couple of lock-ins over Night here uh, on our church campus, and they are now at the point at which they have decided to follow Jesus and accept them Him into their life. They received uh, a time before the session on Friday night, and the session to receive them to the membership. But we are delighted today to present to you the class of 2005 Confirmance. Come forward and stand before us. We invite the mentors to join them as well, those who have been walking with them throughout the course of their journey, listening to them and talking to them about their relationship with Christ, and they will come and stand behind them. One of the great traditions in our uh, conferman experience is for us to uh, pass on the faith symbolically as we uh, hand over to our confermans their stoles as they come into membership here at Church of the Palms. So I present to you the mentors who will present the stoles to their confirmants.
0: I present Rowan Volino for confirmation.
3: And I present Maddie Egan and Libby Moser. I present Allison McHenry, Abby Quigley. I present Amy
0: Dunn, and I present Charlie Simpson for confirmation.
3: I present Callie Plattner and Julia Weber for confirmation. I present Avery Brannan, Avery Long, and Lauren Brown for confirmation. I present Kavya Gose
0: for confirmation. I present Kristen Creasy, Haley Shelton, and Ruthie, Ruthie, sorry, Charlie Ruth. I knew I was gonna get it backwards.
4: (laughs) I present Spencer Brooks and
0: Ashton Brooks for confirmation. I present Allison Mohat and Maddie Mohat for confirmation.
3: I present Jackson Langhout, Michael Barth, and Walter Homeister for confirmation.
1: I present Tommy Morton. Now, as the mentors step aside, we have you now before us duly stolled. Aren't those beautiful stoles? Yes. Beautiful, beautiful. And as a symbol of you having taken this journey with us, along with your mentors, along with your confirmation class leaders, along with your peers, you have come to this point at which you are prepared to accept Jesus Christ and to become members of his church. And so to to that end, I have these questions for you as you uh, take this great step before the people of God. Who is your Lord and Savior?
4: Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior.
1: Do you trust in him? I do. Do you intend to be his disciple, to obey his word and to show his love? I do. And will you be a faithful member of this congregation, giving of yourself in every way And will you seek the fellowship of the church, wherever you may be? And by answering those questions, our confirmands have made their public profession of faith before the people of God. And we rejoice that you have taken this great step uh, in your journey with God and Jesus Christ. May God bless you. We now have six of our confirmands to baptize. And so I invite the other confirmands to step aside for a moment and we will baptize those six confirmands into the life of the church these have not and you can take your step back there these are confirmants who have not yet received the sacrament of baptism and we are delighted that we have now the chance uh, to do so today What is your Christian name?
2: Haley Dawn Shelton.
1: Haley Dawn Shelton, child of the covenant. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is your Christian name?
0: Charlie Grace Ruth.
1: Charlie Grace Ruth, Child of the Covenant, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is your Christian name?
4: Spencer Stephen Brooks.
1: Spencer Stephen Brooks, Child of the Covenant, I baptize you in the name of the Father have to reach high, and <laughs> of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is your Christian name?
4: Ashton Stephen Brooks.
1: Ashton Stephen Brooks, child of the covenant, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is your Christian name?
3: Thomas Randall Morton.
1: Thomas Randall Morton, child of the covenant. I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is your Christian name?
0: Jackson Mark Langhout.
1: Jackson Mark Langout, child of the covenant, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome into the life of the church. Now I invite the confirmands to come back forward to receive the prayer of confirmation and the laying out of hands. Join us down at the bottom of the steps and invite all of those who have been mentors, family members, those who have journeyed along the way with these confirmands to come forward and join them as we lay hands on them into the, as we pray them into the life of the church. may kneel. Let us pray. Gracious and eternal God, We give you thanks that you called us into life. You called us into this beautiful and wonderful world. And you called us now into a special relationship with you through your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, O Lord, that we get to be the church, those who have responded to your call to follow your son. We thank you that you have given us your Holy Spirit and filled us with your spirit such that we may be empowered and equipped to be your disciples for service in the world. And Lord, we thank you that you have called each of these confirmands here today. We rejoice, O Lord, in what you have done in their lives. We thank you for their families. We thank you for those who have nurtured them and guided them along the way until this point. We thank you for their friends and for their mentors and for their teachers who have shared with them the faith. And we rejoice, O Lord, that now they have stepped out on their own to accept you as Savior and Lord. And we rejoice, O Lord, that you will fill them with your Holy Spirit, that you will never let them go, and that you will guide them along the paths that you would have for them. Lord, come alongside of them and help them to discover all the wonder and the richness of life that you would have for them, that they may feel each day the grace that you intend for them, and that they may be empowered by your Holy Spirit to be light and salt in this world, that others through what they see through what they see and what they do, that they may be guided to know that God so loved the world that he sent his only son. So Lord, empower them, enrich them, and allow them to always know that you are present with them, even to the close of the age. For we pray all these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who taught us all to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You may rise. Welcome into the life of the church. Welcome into this adventure of following Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and welcome into the great family of God. Go in peace and give them a round of applause, (laughs) would you? The confirmands return to their seats. We now proceed with our next part of worship to receive our tithes and gifts and offerings. Shall we pray, Lord, you have sacrificed everything for our life. We faithfully return with gratitude a portion of that which we have earned and belongs to you. We pray that you will, through this offerings and other means of worship, allow us to surrender completely to your love, direct us into fruit bearing action, and help us and enable us to live each day according to your holy word. We pray in Jesus' name,
3: Amen. You may be seated.
1: And now we're going to ask all the children to come forward.
2: <clears> the <throat>
3: green Good morning. Saw a bunch of you guys just up here that had some big brothers and sisters getting confirmed. Hey, Jordan. Good morning. Nice. There's my crew from the back. Hello. Hello. Hey Sydney. Hi Davis. Good morning. Good morning. Did I ever tell you guys that I was raised on a farm in Montana? Did I ever mention that before? What kind of animals do you think we had on our farm? Pig. Pigs. Yep, we had pigs. Sheep? Nope, wish we did. <laughs> Moxie, come on. Cows. Yeah, we had cows. We milked the cows actually. Did you have another one or she took yours? Oh. Did somebody already say horses? No, we had Shetland ponies, hardly categorized as a horse, but we did have those, yes? Pig. Pigs. There could be cats and dogs. There were cats and dogs. Um that's kind of it. Oh, we had another animal too. Davis, do you have one? Uh, uh. <laughs> so it wasn't just you. <laughs> yes. Horses thank you horses that is right one last one olivia sheep sheep wow if i had if i were an animal and i had ears like this and i said what would you think i would be sheep sheep what else could i maybe be sydney come up real quick real quick a lamb Oh, yeah, sheep, lamb, yeah, goat, 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 so here's what I knew about goats on our farm. They didn't really listen very well, they sort of were independent, they were curious, they got into trouble a lot, like they would jump up on our cars, they would eat my mom's flowers, they would eat clothes hanging on a line. do you know what that is? like when you don't have a dryer, you hang clothes on a line they <laughs> they So they would do that. Now, I never had sheep, like I told you guys, but I understand that sheep kind of stay in cool little teams. They may not be the smartest animal in the barnyard, but they do listen to their shepherd's voice. Goats kind of did their own thing. Sheep follow. So here's what Jesus tells us today. When I come back in all of my glory, I'm going to separate people just like a shepherd separates sheep from goats. The sheep are going to be on the right and I'm going to say blessed are you come be in my be in my kingdom with me forever and ever because you know what you did when I was hungry you fed me when I was thirsty you gave me something to drink when I was a stranger you welcomed me when I was naked you gave me clothes when I w- <laughs> That's a good one isn't it when I was sick you took care of me when I was in prison you came and visited me well all of these people are going Jesus When did we do that for you? You know what he said? Whenever you did it for the least of these, you did it for me. So you know what Jesus wants us to do? Take care of each other. And when we do, if we would just see the face of God in every person that we take care of. So here's what I want you to do. Whenever you see a sheep, remember, take care of each other. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, you've given us so much, so many gifts, so many talents. Help us be generous. Help us open our eyes to see each other so that we can care for each other. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: may be seated. (laughs) Our scripture passages today are taken from the Gospel of Matthew, at the beginning of of Matthew's Gospel, and at the end of Matthew's Gospel, at the beginning of the life of discipleship for for disciples and toward the end of their time with Jesus. Hear the word of God beginning in the fourth chapter of Matthew. As Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And as he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother, John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them. And immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. And then in Matthew 25, this great parable that we heard about just a moment ago from Lori. When the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory and all the nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he'll put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. By your grace, O Lord, and through your mercy, we pray that you allow these words to come to point to the word just read and to the word made flesh in Jesus the Christ. For we pray this in his name, amen. Sometimes you do something and you don't completely know what you've done. Sometimes you do something and you don't completely know what you've done. When I was in grade school, I made a mistake. And the mistake I made was that I accidentally won the school spelling bee. (laughs) By some random twist of fate, every time, you know, in those spelling bees, it comes, you know, round and around. Well, every time it came around to me, I got a softball of a word, cat, dog, it. (laughs) And before I knew it, there were just two of us left on the stage, me and Shelly Masu. Now, Shelly Masu was smarter than me in so many ways, smart enough to know that if she won this thing, it meant another round of spelling bees, which meant more words, more study, more stress. So, Shelly, I'm convinced, through the match. (laughs) And before I could think of it, I spelled correctly that last word, and I was a spelling bee champion of Gordon Elementary School. Now again, sometimes you do something and you don't completely know what you've just done. Because what I did not realize was that that was not the ending, that was the beginning. What I did not realize was that visions of grandeur were now filling the mind of my mother. (laughs) I was the youngest of four, and the youngest of four means that your mother sees this as her last shot of making something out of her children. And my mother was going to make something out of me. And so spelling bee champion of the galaxy was in her mind. So for the next three weeks of my life, my life became a life of words. My mother was bound to determine to make me know how to spell every word in Webster's Dictionary. And so while my friends were out playing baseball, I was in my world of words. And with every word came not only the correct spelling, not only the correct pronunciation, but also the correct definition. Now I would be lying to you if I told you that these three weeks of words were ones of bliss. But I will also tell you that over those three weeks, my vocabulary went from here to there. I learned words I never knew existed. I learned words you never knew existed. (laughs) And by hook and by crook, I was actually getting a little bit smarter and coming close to sounding intelligent when I spoke. Now, there were some words that. I struggled to remember words I kept slipping up on. So bound and determined was my mother to get me to win this thing that one afternoon I got home from school and these elusive words were now printed on little placards and pasted to all the walls inside our house. <laughs> Everywhere I looked, I saw words. I felt like I was in the twilight zone. So finally the day of the district championship came around and I went on on the second round I think I misspelled the word at. (laughs) I'd like to tell you I threw it, but that would suggest that I even had a chance. Sometimes you do something and you don't completely know what you've just done. I love the story of the older brother talking to his younger sister on her first day of school. Says the older brother to his younger sister, let me give you one piece of advice as you start school. Don't learn how how to spell the word cat because once you learn how to spell the word cat, they just keep giving you harder words. (laughs) Sometimes you do something and you don't completely know what you've just done. Every few weeks, a couple stands in this chapel, in this chancel and exchanges vows and rings in what is a beautiful and wonderful liturgy. But anyone who's been married knows that while they have made this eternal promise, they don't completely know exactly what they've done. (laughs) What lies ahead is love and mystery and growth and challenge and arguments and twists and turns and ecstasy, all of those things wrapped up in this incredible institution called marriage. And if they stay the course, it is an amazing thing through which their lives grow rich and deep when that same couple decides to have a child. As much as they have been children themselves and as many books as they've learned about, that they've read about parenting, and as certain as they are about how they will parent, they will do this thing, but they don't completely know what they've just done. Every child in its parenting journey, is filled with love and mystery and growth and challenge and there are arguments and ecstasy and spelling bees and soccer games and broken curfews and twists and turns and the truth is you never stop being the parent you started being. And through it all, life grows rich and deep. At the beginning of Matthew's Gospel, Matthew tells us the story of the two sets of brothers Peter and Andrew, James and John, fishermen by trade who are now down along the shores of the Sea of Galilee preparing for another night of fishing. And Jesus comes up and says to them, follow me and I'll make you fish for people. And Matthew says they immediately dropped their nets and left their boats and followed him. Talk about doing something not knowing completely what you're doing. How were they to know what laid ahead? How were they to know what it meant when the rabbi said, follow me? What is it supposed to mean when he tells you that he's going to make you fish for people? What really am I signing up for? I've said yes, but I really don't know what it means yet to say yes. It reminds me of that great scene in the movie The Matrix that came out I dare say around the year that these confermans were born, in which this prophetic figure named Morpheus, played by Lawrence Fishburne, comes face to face with a young man named Neo, played by Cano Reeves, and Morpheus explains to Neo that pretty much all of humanity is living in this delusional world, the world of the matrix. They are prisoners to the matrix. The matrix is the world that you can see, but it's the fake world. It's the delusional world, the world with the wool pulled over your eyes. But Morpheus says that there is a way out of this fake world into the real world, and he hands to him two pills and offers him a choice between the two pills. There's the blue pill and the red pill. Take the blue pill, Morpheus says, and nothing changes, and you continue to live in the fake, in the delusional world of the matrix. Or take the red pill and you discover Reality, you discover what really is real and true. You can choose the red pill, and you can choose to learn what is real, but you really don't know what you're choosing until you choose it. So in a very same way Jesus offers to these four brothers the red pill and the blue pill and says choose the red pill choose to follow me and I'll show you the real world I'll show you the real world of the kingdom of God not the fake delusional world of what you can see and touch and follow on your computer screen but the real world of the spirit the real world that you cannot see you cannot touch but that is actually more real because but sometimes you do something sometimes Sometimes you pick the red pill, but you don't completely yet know what that means. I wonder if that isn't a little bit of what happens in confirmation. Some of you remember your confirmation day. 25 of us right now are living out their confirmation day right now. And confirmation is that great moment when a lot of us are given that first chance to choose. The rabbi approaches us in the midst of a crazy chapter of our lives when we're busy in school and stressing about tests and playing some kind of sport and singing in a choir and playing an instrument and getting that lecture from our parents about keeping our grades up and surfing Facebook and checking Instagram and texting our buddies and getting lectured from our parents about going to confirmation. Confirmation comes at that crazy time when so much of the world is coming at us, and now all of a sudden, the rabbi Jesus, the one we know as son of God, the one we know as Lord and Savior of the universe, stands with us with the blue pill and the red pill and says, choose. Choose the blue pill and nothing changes. You just keep getting busy in school and stressing about tests and surfing Facebook and getting lectured from your parents about your grades and worrying about the, next, the college that you're gonna go to. Nothing changes if you choose the blue pill. But choose the red pill and you hear the Messiah and he says to you, follow me and I'll make you fish for people choose the red pill follow me and i'll show you the kingdom of god choose the red pill and follow me and i will show you what is real the world of the spirit now the truth is when jesus approaches us whether it's in confirmation or any other time in our lives and he says follow me And we say yes, we we, we stand before our friends and family and we say yes, we've done something, but we don't completely yet know what we've done. Sometimes we don't even think that we're making any choice at all. Yeah, 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 I'll follow Jesus, but let me back to my Twitter feed or let me get to brunch on time. But the truth is, choosing Jesus is really a choice between one world and another world. Now all this came to light for me recently when I decided to Google the word success. I was doing something and I decided to Google the word success and these were the people that came up when I Googled success. The first guy that came up was this guy. (laughs) This little guy, I guess he's got that look of determination on his face and he's somehow gonna be a success someday. But then after him came up the usual suspects, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Michelle Obama, Maya Angelou, Albert Einstein, Michael Jordan, and Winston Churchill. Now that, is a, quite a list of names. I mean, very amazing people. Folks that have a lot of good things to say, I'm sure. Folks who have been very successful. But in my Googling for success, here is one guy who did not come up, Jesus. Google success and you don't get Jesus. Interesting. And I got to thinking, well, that's the two worlds, right? Of course you don't get Jesus, because Jesus' kingdom is not of this world. When the world thinks of success, it thinks of lots of things, but it doesn't think of Jesus. Why? Because we've been taking the blue pill. And we think that success has something to do with hard drives and money and elections and science and points on a scoreboard or money in the bank. That's what the blue pill tells you. But then we hear Jesus' story about the Son of Man and all the angels who come in glory at the end of it all. And the nations are brought before the Son of Man. And they're all there to hear what really is success about. What really mattered in the world. What truly is the kingdom of God? What really is on the test? What happens when you take the red pill? What does success look like when you drop your net, you leave your boat, and you follow Jesus? And Jesus says, this is what success looks like. When I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was a stranger, you welcomed me. When I was naked, you gave me something to wear. When I was sick, you took care of me. When I was in prison, you visited me. Whenever the least of these appeared in your life and you did something, then that's the kind of thing that happens when you take the red pill. That's the kind of thing that happens when you say yes When you drop your nets and you leave your boat. And it doesn't happen right away. Because there is so much that we don't understand when we say to Jesus, yes, For what lies at the heart of any of us saying yes to Jesus is the fact that Jesus has already said yes to us. God in Christ has chosen to love us because of who we are and despite who we are. Let me say that again. God in Christ loves us because of who we are and despite who we are. God loves us for all the reasons we give him to love us and God loves us for all the reasons we don't give him to love us. He loves the whole package and what we spend a lifetime after we've said yes to Jesus, yes to us, after we have taken the red pill, what we spend a lifetime learning is that the kingdom of God, the real world, is discovering the joy of loving the people of the world, sometimes because of who they are and sometimes despite who they are. In this is love, wrote the apostle, Not that we love God, but that God loved us and sent his son to be the worthy sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. For no one, writes the apostle, has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Welcome to the real world. Sometimes you do something and you don't completely know what you've done. Sometimes you spell the word correctly and a bunch of harder words follow. Sometimes you say your vows and opportunities To love follow. Sometimes you say yes to the one who said yes to you. Sometimes you take the red pill and what you find is first you have been loved because of who you are and despite who you are. And second, you are invited now to do the very same thing, to fish people to love them because of who they are and to love them despite who they are. Such is what will be on the test. Following the benediction, we invite you to come out into the courtyard where all these confirmands will be and congratulate them in their entrance into the life of the church. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore. Amen.